We are the Three Count Podcast, and we're better than you, and you know it. Welcome into the show. I'm your host, Dylan Chambers. Usually alongside me is my co-counsel, Ben Hogden. Benny, a little bit under the weather today, so get well soon, Benny, and uh, he'll be back next week for our Money in the Bank preview. But in any case, I'm going to ride solo through the Forbidden Door today, going to preview a huge pay-per-view coming up. Going to give some predictions, some betting odds. Benny sent through his predictions. Of course, we're going to go through all the latest news. And it wouldn't be the three count without a three count draft. Obviously, we won't be doing it live. Uh, but Benny and I drafted earlier today the greatest to ever grace New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that'll be a fun one. Stay tuned. Follow us on the socials to see all our drafts. Get the heads up when new episodes drop. At Three Count Pod on Twitter and Facebook. At Three Count Podcast on Instagram. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. That's a big numbers for our old Royal Rumble episode uh, this week. So thanks for those who are clicking on that. Click on the latest ones. You know, we really appreciate it. Tell your friends, please spread the word. Let's try and get the three count podcast out there. Uh, make sure you hit that follow button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're listening. Now, here we go. Uh, there's a lot of news been going on. So before we get into the card... We're going to go through everything that's going on in the wrestling world. And hasn't there been a lot? Now, we got to start with the Vince McMahon controversy, right? He's being investigated over a $3 million payout to a former employee he allegedly had an affair with. The employee was said to have raised, uh, received a raise of 100 k on top of her 100 k salary after starting the affair. Uh, and there is uh, certain NDAs being signed. Uh, so it's a report by the Wall Street Journal that also claims there are other non-disclosure agreements involving McMahon that pertain to accusations brought by other females uh, with the head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis, also implicated. So huge, massive story, you know, stuff that could only come out of the WWE. Uh, looking at the affair side of things, now it's kind of come out that Vince and Linda apparently haven't been together for quite some time, but are technically still married. Uh, Vince this week appeared on both Raw and SmackDown. Interesting choice for Vince to do that. I don't know if it went over so well with the talent. There are reports of rumblings backstage. Obviously, he didn't mention the uh, specific allegations, uh, but just kind of came out in character, thanked people for watching SmackDown, went on to Raw to talk about John Cena's comeback. So interesting time. just seemed like he wanted to be in front of the camera. So he has voluntarily stepped down as CEO of WWE and his place has been taken by Stephanie. Uh, so she stood down from her position uh, a few weeks ago, but she has now taken over as interim CEO, going to be working closely with Triple H and Paul Heyman. Uh, however, Vince is retaining his responsibilities as the head of creative content. So he's still going to be running Raw and SmackDown for now. As for John Laurinaitis, he's been replaced by Bruce Pritchard as head of talent relations. So he's been stood down. Uh, on top of all this, could there be more? The WWE board of directors are reportedly also being investigated for breach of fiduciary duties with up to seven law firms looking to put in a class action lawsuit. Now, this breach of fiduciary duties means that the company has been mismanaged by the board and that they haven't acted in the best interests of the shareholders. Now, certainly if it comes out that you know, there were huge payoffs uh, for certain things happening behind closed doors. That is certainly mismanaging uh, company funds. Uh, 
speaking of Triple H earlier, he's reportedly back at the Performance Center. He's told recruits he's back there for good. So good to see Triple H back in a role there. Speaking of people coming and going, Sasha Banks. So we spoke last week about Naomi and Sasha's walkout and, and what's been going on. Now, there's a lot of conflicting reports out there as to whether Sasha's been released or not. Apparently, her lawyers are working on a release, uh, some reports have said, but it's still very up in the air as to what is going on with Sasha. Now, we've got John Cena coming back next week. That should be interesting. You know, from all reports and looks on social, it looks like that it's going to be a bit of an Austin Theory, John Cena thing. Maybe we see Cena Theory at SummerSlam. That's my pick. Uh, we had Gunther winning the IC title. He looks, he's looking pretty good. Uh, Ricochet was a fun holder, but I just, I don't feel like he, he held as much stead as Gunther now does. And uh, he could have the title for a little while, I think. Now, Paige. Paige is on the news. She is off contract now with WWE. Apparently, WWE did not want to renew her contract. Uh, she's also said that she wants to wrestle again. So who knows when that will happen. But she's been confirmed now for StarCast, and she's going to host her own show called Soraya Turning the Page. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Soraya now has to say about uh, her upcoming, her future. Um, unfortunately, uh, our good friend, Aussie Rhea Ripley, she's had a brain and tooth injury from uh, her knee going up into her face. Uh, so she's been replaced by Carmella. Uh, in at Money in the Bank for the title. Uh, apparently, she won't be out too much longer past Money in the Bank, but get well soon, Rhea. We want to see in that women's title picture. This week, Brock Lesnar returned, gave an F5 to the bloodline. Uh, SummerSlam match was already announced. going to be a last man standing match between Lesnar and Reigns. We're going to go around again. Um, there's also a few other possible SummerSlam matches starting to take shape. We've got Pat McAfee uh, against Baron Corbin. That's, you know, sowing the seeds at the moment. Riddle and Rollins, which could be an absolute cracker as well. Randy Orton, who is allegedly going to be in the main event at SummerSlam. It looks like he could be sidelined for the rest of the year. He may need back surgery. So another get well soon there to Randy Orton. Hopefully we'll see him back next year. And sadly, two, uh, two of the great referees from WWE, Dave Hebner and Tim White, uh, they both passed away this week. So condolences uh, to the Hebner and White families. Uh, very, very sad losses. Moving on to AEW, Jeff Hardy, he just can't stay off the booze. Another DUI. He's been suspended without pay. He can only return to AEW after successfully completing treatment and maintaining sobriety. Are they going to assist him in getting this treatment? But it uh, looks like that is Jeff Hardy on the shelf for a little while. Uh, there's been a bit of a verbal altercation between Chris Jericho and MVP at a hotel. Uh, there are no reports as to exactly what it was about, but Jericho did say that he doesn't fight jobbers. So take from that what you will. TK, our good friend Tony Khan, he said that AEW is very close to having a streaming service. Could possibly be with HBO Max, seeing as they're so close with Warner Discovery. So Looking forward to that. They'll have the whole Ring of Honor library there as well. So uh, that'll, be, that'll be great stuff. Young Bucks, first ever two-time AEW World Tag Team Champions. Congratulations to the Young Bucks. Saw that at Dynamite Road Rager. And Christian turned on Jungle Boy. About time. 
About time we saw a mean Christian back. He spoke on Dynamite, said he still held it against Jungle Boy, that he got eliminated from Casino Battle Royale. And when Luchasaurus came out to attack him, he managed to convince him that it was kind of just Jungle Boy he had a problem with him with, uh, and that he looked at him like as a son and needed to talk with him a, a bit more uh, behind closed doors. So could Luchasaurus, could the could Jurassic Express be breaking up? We could be seeing it right here, thanks to Christian. Uh, and a, a jab there from Christian uh, telling Jungle Boy that his dead father basically wouldn't be proud of him as a, a nasty shot there from Christian, but we love a bad Christian. Uh, we've got a couple of injuries, Red Dragon uh, both out. Uh, with a few little niggling injuries, hence why they're both not on the Forbidden Door card. Uh, and Brian Danielson, now he got called out by Zack Sabre Jr. This is the match that everyone wants to see, right? Zack Sabre Jr., Brian Danielson. There's a wrestling observer has a Brian Danielson and uh, award, which is for best technical wrestler. Now, no one except, except Zack Sabre or Brian Danielson has won the award since 2004. Can you tell me, viewers who won that award before Zack Sabre and Brian Danielson started winning it in 2004. Tick tock, tick tock. That would be Chris Benoit was the last one before those two. Incredible. In any case, Brian unable to compete. He spoke on uh, dynamite. Basically said, look, I'm out for forbidden, forbidden door and blood and guts, but you know, I have a replacement. And we're assuming it's going to be someone who's going to join the Blackpool Combat Club. Said he wasn't going to say who it is in true heel form, but this is great. This is going to be so much fun leading up to Forbidden Door. Who is it going to be? Socials out, out there, they're looking at uh, Claudio Castiani, uh, or Cesaro, as he's uh, better known. Could it be Johnny Gargano? Could it be Gresham? My money's on Gresham. In any case, Gargano did try and pour some cold water saying that his signing he was doing in Chicago that weekend was just coincidental. We will see, Johnny. We will see. In other news, we saw Jay White become the IWGP world champion at Dominion. He beat Okada. Juice Robinson got stripped of the IWGP US title, which was then won by Will Ospreay. Juice Robinson says he's still the champion and still has the championship belt. So we will see what happens there. Kushida made his return to New Japan. Uh, after his time in NXT, he signed a new contract. We also had uh, Impact Slammiversary, the 20th anniversary of Impact. So plenty of matches through that. We had Speedball Mike Bailey winning the X-Division title. Jordan Grace winning the Knockouts title in the first ever Queen of the Mountain match. Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie winning the Knockouts tag titles. Sammy Callahan taking on Moose in a Monsters Ball match. If you haven't seen what a Monsters Ball match it's pretty interesting. They they lock each combatant away for 24 hours in a in a room. So they go crazy, essentially. Interesting stuff there from Impact. Uh, the Good Brothers, they won the Impact Tag Team titles. And we saw the Impact Originals, Motor City Machine Guns, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and Dave Richards. They beat Honor No More with the help of D'Lo Brown and good old Earl Hebner. And Josh, Ale Josh Alexander retained his Impact World Championship against Eric Young. It was a special night for Impact. They had AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, and Sting. They all sent messages of congratulations. No Samoa Joe, which was interesting. Uh, and just a quick note on uh, Triple Mania, Jeff Hardy was supposed to be in a match with his brother, Matt. Uh, his place was taken by Johnny Elite, or 
whatever you want to call him, John Morrison. He came, became Johnny Hardy for the night. So that was a fun one. All right, it is time. Let's get into this. Now, obviously, we haven't had a crossover event like this before. I usually like to go through and, and test Benny on, you know, what's happened in the past at this certain pay-per-view, but we can't do that. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at the history of where the event's being held, the United Centre. Uh, so let's look at some history from the United Centre, the home of the Bulls and the Black Hawks. Uh, there were some tough questions I had for Benny, so he got out of this one. So my first one was going to be, how many televised wrestling pay-per-views have been held at United Centre? This is a tough one. There has only actually been two. WWF SummerSlam in 1994 and WCW Spring Stampede in 2000. Yeah, basically, since 94, WWE hosts most of their shows at the Allstate Arena, hence why there's not too many of those. Next question was, how many title changes have occurred at the United Center? This is another tough one. Now, I'll, I'll give the, there's a little caveat to this one. Technically, there have been two title changes. Razor Ramon won the IC title against Diesel at SummerSlam 94. And Crowbar beat Rhino for the WCW Hardcore title at a WCW Thunder taping in 2000. Now, why I have a caveat and say technically is because just before WCW Spring Stampede, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo, they rebooted WCW and they vacated all of the titles. So at Spring Stampede, all new champions were crowned. And it was kind of the start of the, the new blood millionaires club angle, which obviously went so, so far. Uh, here was the next question for Benny. Can you tell me who faced off for the vacant WCW world championship that night and who won? This was Jeff Jarrett winning the title against DDP. We also had Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell, win Bagwell winning the vacant tag titles. Love Buff. Buff is the stuff. Scott Steiner winning the vacant US title. Chris Candido winning the vacant cruiserweight title. And lastly, here's the last question. Who beat Norman Smiley for the vacant hardcore title? It was Terry Funk. Now, fast forward, you know, like more than 20 years. AEW Rampage, the first dance. The second ever episode of Rampage. First televised wrestling event since 2000. And who made their debut that night? It was CM Punk. Tickets sold out in four minutes. We also had Jurassic Express defeating Private Party, Jade Cargill defeating Kira Hogan, and Mox beating Daniel Garcia. Now, Forbidden Door will be the 11th televised wrestling event ever held at United Center, and six of those were episodes of Nitro. So WCW loved a bit of United Center. Now, let's get into the card. Let's start from the top. Why not? Let's start from the top and go down. AEW interim world title match. We've got John Moxley, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi, one of the goats of New Japan. Mox, arguably one of the biggest stars in the business. This is going to be a hell of a match. The odds have Mox at $1.20. Tanahashi at $4. It's, it's Mox for me. Mox has got to hold the title, and there's going to be an epic match uh, with CM Punk when he returns. Uh, Benny was also on John Moxley. Fatal four-way for the IWGP World Championship match. Yeah, we may have picked, uh, picked that this was going to be a match in last week's episode. No biggie. We've got Jay White, Okada, Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, White said he wasn't going to take on Cole and Hangman, but after things broke down on Dynamite, 
And we saw the Rainmaker finally enter the fray. Now we've got the Fatal 4-Way. We've got Jay White at $1.67, Okada $3.50, and Paige and Cole are both at $4.50. I'm with the odds here. So's Benny. Jay White's going to win. He's only just gotten the belt from Okada. I feel like there's going to be, you know, some way where Hangman and Cole end up costing each other uh, the title in some spots. So got Jay White winning this one. We then move on to the AEW Women's World Championship match. Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, two baby faces. They both saved each other from beatings by Marina Schaefer and Nyla Rose. So not too much build up into this one. We've got Thunder Rosa at $1.30, Storm at $3.25. I'm with Rosa on this one. She hasn't had the title for that long and Storm hasn't been around for that long. So hopefully we get something out of this one, which can make like a legit feud. Like let's carry this on. Now, Benny's against me here. Benny's, uh, Benny's going with the outsider. He thinks Tony Storm's going to win the, the women's world title here. So we will see, Benny. Bring it on. We've got the AEW All-Atlantic Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Puck, Miro, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors. It was originally supposed to be Tomohiro Ishii, but he is injured. Clark Connors was who he took on in the match to make his way into the Fatal 4-Way. So he has taken the spot now. They did the tournament to find out who was going to be in here. So this should be an interesting one. We've got Miro at $1.67, Puck at $3.50, Malachi Black $4, Connors $7. Benny and I are on the same page with this one. Miro, the Redeemer has returned. He needs to make a splash to kind of solidify his roster spot, I think. So I think holding this title will definitely help to that. Miro for both of us. The IWGP United States Championship match, Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy, one of the most exciting wrestlers on the planet versus one of the most apathetic ones. I think this is going to be a fun match. Yeah, I'm a big Orange Cassidy mark. Uh, but I think this will be fun. Benny and I, we both don't think that uh, Will Ospreay is going to lose this one. Ospreay, $1.10. Cassidy, $6. The, the bookmakers are with us. No way he drops this one to a returning Orange Cassidy. I think we might see some interference from Aussie Open and Best Friends, but Will Ospreay for the win here. Now, we've got the winner-take-all, Ring of Honor and IWGP Tag Team Championship match, FTR, United Empire, Rapongi Vice. Winner-takes-all, these three teams have been mixing it up over the past couple of weeks. We've got FTR at $1.33, Rapongi Vice at 550 United Empire at 433. Benny's gone with FTR. That's uh go with the money, that makes sense. But I'm picking the outsiders, the way outsiders. I'm going with Rapongi Vice for this one. I feel like FTR can lose this without being pinned. Rapongi Vice are legit part of both companies. So that's my upset pick of the pick of the night. Five dollars fifty for Rapongi Vice. Now Zack Sabre Jr. against TBA, the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson's hand-picked man. Who will he pick? Who's going to be the newest member? Cesaro's out there. Benny thinks it's going to be Cesaro. I mean, it's, it's hard to find a better technical wrestler out there. Uh, as I mentioned, this Brian Danielson award, uh, Gargano has been in the running for that award before. He's a free agent. It could be him. Gresham has come in second or third a couple of times. So that's my pick, Jonathan Gresham. Now the odds are mystery opponent $1.57, Zach Sabre Jr. $2.25. For me, 
put the money on Zach Sabre Jr. They've got to build up to this Zach and Brian Danielson fight. And having him lose this against this mystery opponent, I don't think helps that. I think it's going to be an awesome match, whoever it is. Um, but yeah, everyone still wants Sabre and Danielson. It's been the, the match we've been looking to for so long. So I can't see Zach Sabre lo- losing this one, um, going with the upset here. 225, not a huge upset, but still going with the upset. Trio's match, Jericho, Guevara, Suzuki against Kingston, Yuta, and Umino. We're throwing Suzuki and Amino into this rivalry with Guevara recently realigning himself with Jericho. I love the Suzuki v. Kingston possibility of like these two genuine maniacs just going at it. So that's going to be fun. Jericho's team, $1.35. Kingston's team, $3. Uh, I'm on Jericho's team for this one. I think this leads into blood and guts a little bit more if Jericho's team wins this one because we want to see them get their asses kicked. So... That's what I think is going to happen. Now, I will just check on Benny's pick for this one because I may have missed it. Who have you got, Benny? Benny's taking Eddie Kingston's team. There you go. The upset at $3. Benny's, uh, Benny's calling it. Now, we then got the, the quads match. I'm calling it a quads match. They didn't really explain as to how the rules were going to be yet. We've got the Young Bucks rejoining the Bullet Club with El Fantasmo and Hikolo. Against Sting, Darby Allen, Shingo, and Takahashi, uh, the dudes with attitude. I don't think I'd call Sting and Darby Allen dudes with attitudes, but hey, let's run with it. There's going to be some great spots in this match. There's no arguing that. Um, going to keep keep up this undisputed elite and Sting and Darby rivalry. Bullet Club, $1.44. Sting and Darby's team, two sixty two. dollars Does anyone want to see the Bullet Club lose at a New Japan event? No. Bullet Club for me, Dolly 44. Uh, Benny is going with the Bullet Club as well. We then have the buy-in match. We've got Max Caster and the Gun Club against New Japan's Dojo, the DKC, Kevin Knights, Alex Coughlin, and Yuya Uemara. It's a bit of a thrown-together one, but, you know, the buy-ins often are. What would an AEW card be without the acclaimed? Everybody loves the acclaimed. Listen. I'm a fan of the shtick with the ass boys. I'm not going to lie. You know, I know they're just kind of holding out until Bowens is healthy again, but until then it's fun. Um, And to be honest, I know not much about the new Japan guys from the dojo. I'm looking forward to seeing the DKC uh, on rampage against hook. So that'll give us a little bit of a preview, but the new Japan dojo team, a dollar 36 and the guns two eighty-eight. It's hard for me to go against platinum max. So I'm taking the guns and Max Caster at 288. Benny is against me here. He's going with the New Japan Dojo. So that is it for the card. What a stacked card we've got. I'm looking forward to it. I'm pumped. I know Benny's pumped. Everyone's pumped. Now, time to move on to the three-count draft. It was the first time we're ever covering a New Japan event. So what better time to uh, draft the best ever to grace New Japan Pro Wrestling going to go 10 rounds benny got to draft first with his first pick he took the rainmaker kazichika okada great pick there from benny i was a little bit upset at that but there was a clear number two if okada was gone hiroshi tanahashi arguably the goat of new japan so that was an easy one two for us here's where it got a bit interesting now benny with his second pick he went shinsuke nakamura which is another great pick 
had such a great run in New Japan, obviously translated over to WWE, still going strong. My next pick was Kenny Omega. Now, some of these Okada Omega matches were just kind of what really brought me in to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, so many five-star, six-star matches by those two. Kenny Omega had to be the next one I picked. Benny then went with Jushin Thunder Liger. Great pick there from Benny. Uh, spent so much time in, uh, in New Japan. Kind of came over to WCW and did his thing as well. Uh, but Jushin Thunder Liger, great pick. And then I went with the founder, Antonio Inoki. You know, four or five-time world champ with New Japan. Started the company. Carried the company on his back for the first five to ten years. So... Onoki went uh, with my third pick. Benny then took Tetsuya Naito, which was a great pick. He was on my list. He was going to be the next one I took, but Benny beat me to it. And then I had to take him. The great Muda had such a great run. Two, two separate runs in New Japan. Uh, great Muda was for me. Benny's last pick, he took Kota Ibushi, another great pick. And my last pick was the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Two-time champ, had such a great run in New Japan, leader of the Bullet Club. Um, he really made his name, I mean, he made his name for himself in Impact and TNA, but, you know, really kind of put himself on the map for WWE, I think, with his run in New Japan. So AJ Styles. We had some honorable mentions. Benny mentioned Prince Devitt, aka Finn Balor. Jay White, obviously, is having a great run in New Japan right now. Will Ospreay, incredible performer. I had Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, and Kenta. There were some honorable mentions. So Benny's list was Kazichika Okada, Shinsuke Nakamura, Justin Thunder Liger, Tetsuya Naito, and Kota Abushi. My list was Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenny Omega, Antonio Inoki, The Great Muda, and AJ Styles. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, sorry that Benny wasn't here. Once again, get well soon, Benny. But we'll be back next week. We're going to recap everything that happened at Forbidden Door. We're going to preview Money in the Bank. It's going to be a huge show. You know, thanks again for your time. Enjoy Forbidden Door. And we'll see you next time on the Three Count Podcast.